What? Yeah. Now I'm... Yeah, I'm behaving myself. I'm, no, I'm not playing in abandoned buildings. What? Again? Now. I suppose you had those people follow me again. Fine. Hey. This is Jimmy Farrow from Monty and the Farrow, and I want to thank all our subscribers. We have now passed 14,000 on our YouTube channel. But I want to ask our subscribers to take the next step for us and become a full-fledged member of Monty and the Pharaoh. Yeah, that's right, folks. There's three different levels to choose from. There's free shirts. There's free autographs. Just check it out and become a member of Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and the Pharaoh. Later. Welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast, Monty DeFaro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV. Straight out of Ron Conkerman, Long Island, who's on the couch? Who's on hey. the couch? Eric Sims. Yeah. Hey, it's no BS. It's with your, with your cult hero. It's ESS. Jared, did we reinforce the couch after the last interview? <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, couch should be good to go. I heard a coil pop. Are you sure? <laughs> oh my uh, god! Yeah, I gotta, yeah, yeah. I so, Sims, this, this is your pain. this is your third time. Third time. Third time on here. Let me now, you. we're gonna we're gonna have a goal here. One uh -huh. for you not to be on your phone, and two not. No, to I'm fall, just sharing it to my page. So not not to fall fall apart, uh, fall asleep on the couch, which <laughs> might well, have happened. Ask me a few some times. interesting questions and don't put me to sleep. But usually, <laughs> all right, Fowler, you're gonna get a good one. Ask me some interesting questions. What the fuck am I? We, you know, right. you talk to me. I thought, you know, yeah, and, then, and the last time you talked to me, I think it was late at night or something. I was fucking half dead. Eric, so people who don't know you, um, in this shoot interview thing or this agent world that we, we live in, mm. you're considered one of the, the OG. OG. I am the, yeah. I am the yeah. OG. Well, yeah. okay. Look, of, of, the, of this generation. So... Tell us how Eric Sims gets involved in being an agent, which you have many fans, by the way. Oh, thank you. You do. Well, you know, again, I'm just trying to find my way in the wrestling business. You know, so like I wanted to be a wrestler. That failed. You know, I wasn't tough enough, didn't, couldn't do that. I want to be part of the business. So I'll go behind the scenes. So I got promoted a show. Yeah, it was okay, but like that kind of didn't want, didn't, I didn't want to do that. Well, don't you, just don't go past that. You decide, hey, I'm going to run a show. Because that seems like the natural progression of this whole wrestling thing. So why did the show not, like, was it, how come that wasn't It takes successful? a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. And when I did it at 17 years old, I don't 17. think I was really, 
you know, I was green. I, you know, I was just breaking in back in, in, in 87. You know, I broke in in 85, but I did the first show in 87. I was green. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You know, you, you put some posters up. You, you, you do a lot. You know, there's so, much, there's so much more that I wasn't experienced to doing. Eric, Eric, can you explain? I find that fascinating. 17 years old. How do you convince a venue to let us? How does a 17-year-old convince a venue to let them run you go, a promotion? You go to the building. I want to rent your building out. They get, they give you a contract. They say this is what it costs. You sign the contract. You put a deposit down. The age you, didn't freak them out like the kid's no, 17. L- listen, uh, there's, there's something called money. People will take your money. No <laughs> I've heard of how it. How fucking old much, you but... are? You, you, you really? Okay. You know, okay. I mean, no, you know. They'll How'd take, you get the money the, up at 17? Were you selling nudies? I had a what sponsor. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm uh, trying I to fill this fun, in. I had someone fund it. Nice, nice. But, you know, we, fill did, it in. we did good. I mean, we, you know, okay. we kind of broke even on the show, but it took a lot of work. Okay. And it just wasn't, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot to it that people don't see that's behind the scenes stuff of, like, the legwork part. I, 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 that wasn't me. Right. You know. Right. So, like, you know, and I met someone else, and they put me to do vending, so sell merchandise. So I had the thing. Okay. And it was back in the eighties. There, it wasn't like today. It's mm-hmm. like you know, there's in the infancy of merchant of merchandising. There right. was today's. It's a big. Huge what we thing. take for granted today was just starting you know, then. Of course. Know, I, so I take. Yeah. So I used to go take pictures at the show. I was breaking in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's basically breaking in. So it's in the beginning. It's all about networking. You got to network. So, you know, I'm going to meet the promoters, I'm going to meet the wrestlers at the, at the other people's shows, and, you know, you, you talk to them, you, you do things with them. Anybody key take you under their wing and, and help you along this path? Well, Did you I mean, have, like, an the, Obi-Wan I Kenobi? the Iron <laughs> Sheik, you know, so, like, you know, we kind of, you know, headed off, and we had 26 years together, and our stuff's documented all over the place, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, let's go back in a time machine, though. What attracts Eric Sims to pro wrestling like where are the origins of your love okay, for so, pro wrestling so back in the fourth grade i think it was 79 i don't know somewhere between my brain is fuzzy but somewhere between 77 and 79 i'm thinking 79 i was in the fourth i was in the fourth grade uh, a friend in school you know said hey the wrestling's on midnight channel nine yep. and you know uh, you know yep. like backwards wrestling valentine at the garden and there you go. i don't know who the fuck these people are but let's watch wrestling so i started watching wrestling at midnight at channel saturday night's midnight channel nine the old wwor whatever it was and great. i fell in love with it i that said i want to do this for the rest of my life you know fast forward to 85 and you know that's you know i found my way broke my got broken in and you know went to a show met some People who are now are uh, Balls Mahoney and Chris Candido, mm. you know, God rest their souls, and yeah. you know, and and one of their friends, and we all went around to the shows and did did stuff, and it kind of broke me in that way. And then you know, you meet wrestling promoters and you know personalities, and you know, and it's just networking. It's all just uh, how you doing, and I want to do this, I want to do, <coughs> I want to do that, and you know, and eventually you do it. So it, it takes time. You just don't do it overnight. And you, know, you got to pay your dues and, you know, whatever. And they got to see if you're serious or not with this. And, you know, I just had a love. I was a young 17-year-old kid. I had a love for the business. So like I was willing to do anything, you know, within reason, anything. And was I it, did. Was it, was it, how quickly into this business did you start to learn that the, the swerves, you know, the, you know, the shoots, I mean, like. 
Immediately. Because, you know, Immediately. In, the be- in the beginning, you know, you're the rookie, you know, the new guy. And, of course, everybody... Did you get hey, fucked with a lot uh, in the beginning? Uh, yeah, they play ribs on you. Sure. And, you know, the, 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 the small con games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, like a con, I like the con games that you played on me. Right. Because I learned the cons. You right. will get You'll get over on me once. You will not get over on me twice. Yep. You learn along so the I, way. I, I kind of yep. learn by yep. going. You got to have it played on you to, to see what the see what the con the cons are. Mm-hmm. You know. But and again, you, you get to see what people are. And you know, you got you you stay close to people. You shy away from people. So you know, it, it is what it is. So what made you walk away from? You know, you tried being a promoter. Uh, it, obviously, it, 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 I, I tried being a wrestler. It didn't work. And then right. Be, no, I tried being a promoter. Now, how did that a Jewish ninja right? not get over? I don't get it. What happened? Uh, listen, it's the scariest thing in the world being that ring. Uh, I, I bet I got it is. In a, I got a, a green guy getting in the ring. <laughs> no the four things. It's pretty big. You know, yeah. You know, yeah. The small rings will be. You know, you got a fourteen by fourteen, a sixteen by sixteen, an eighteen by eighteen, and if you're lucky enough to get the WWE, or the or the big, the bigger leagues, twenty by twenty ring. Did you get a chance to have a big name, pos- you know, train you when you were trying to do this? Well, Anything? I, mean, I got in the ring with David Schultz, Doctor D. That's a pretty big name. That's you a know, huge one, name. Once, pretty big name. And, love, and you know, and, and he was the one that reminded me that you ain't cut out for this business. So okay. I went, I went behind the scenes. Oh, he said. Said that to you? You're no, not he showed out. you. No, no, he kind of shot on me. You know, worked a little what they call snug or tight. And, he showed you. Know, you. me as a 17 year or 18 year old kid right. got scared shitless that this guy just grabbed on tight. I didn't know what the fuck to do, and he could have had his way and could have fucking hurt me. And you know, I mean, you know, I felt everything, but like Oof. he didn't hurt me. But like I Could've. knew I was. I knew like I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> You know, I but I want to be around the business. I don't. That's one, a clip right time, there. I don't want to do this One time anymore. with David Schultz, I don't want to do this anymore. I know. I, I fucking scared shitless. Makes sense. So how do we get to the point where we all... And, I rib, we him all? Up, and I rib Schultz about that when I see him at these shows. Okay. He said you did the best thing by going behind the scenes. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Does he know. remember that day that he did well, that I don't know if he remembers it, but like uh, he, you know, funny. like we talk about it. I don't think he wants to talk about right. it. Right. You know, David, that southern drawl of his and... Yeah. You know what? You know, so bad, but we're you know it's, it's it's all good. So let's fast forward, right? So a lot of people know who you are. Uh, you have a solid business relationship with the M and P show, for sure. First yeah. of all, how do you feel the fact that we may be going to terrestrial radio very very shortly? What I'm, do you think super, of that? I'm super excited, and yeah. you know, I, again, I love being along for the ride with the different sponsors that I work with and the different people. It's all about building relationships. Mm. I've been with you guys how four years now, five long years. Time. Yeah. Quite a while. Almost from the, just about from the beginning. Yep. I think just after the beginning is just when about. I joined joined up with you guys. And you know, we've you know, we've got a solid relationship. I mean, you know, you and I talk just pretty much every day. Every and, day. Yeah. You know, just about every day, every other day. And, you know, I'm helping grow your, you know, your company with uh, you know the different talents I bring in, and you know it's been it's been a good partnership. Big Boss Fetty says he loved you until you did business with Dan Marotti. You did business with Dan Marotti. I wouldn't say I did business with him, but like I I was up there with the Iron Sheik, and you know back then. I mean, it's- oh, so Dan Mar- or oh, hold on, we got to slow down. Dan Marotti contacted you to get the Sheik on the show. That's how it worked. I I think early on he did, yeah. I was up there because I was traveling with the Sheik, and mm-hmm. so I went. I went up there. You know, I think I did. I think I went up there maybe once or twice. So I, is that where the heat between you, Marathi, because Marathi went behind your back and got the Sheik without you? Is that I, what happened? You know, I honestly don't. I honestly don't remember. Really? I don't, know, I don't remember what the. 
Murad was a fraud. I mean, I, I just knew Maradi was, you know, I knew shady. I mean, I just knew what he, you know, what it was. But like again, I go up. I had business to do. I do my business. I try to mind my, try to mind my business. Just so don't fuck me too much. I'm, I'm okay. So. I guess that's where we differ in some ways, right? It's like you build these relationships with these wrestlers. You can't help it, right? You're traveling with them all the time. You know, again, build a trust. You got to do some. Well, we noticed some Carney involved in it, but at some point, you actually—I'm assuming—you become friends with them, and when they pass away, you hurt and everything else. So, again, I'm not going to make this totally about Marathi, but my question to you is this. Why was Marathi a fraud? Now, let's not forget—he had a lot of fan, a lot of fans out there. He he had a good channel because he, because like. He takes adva- takes advantage of the wrestlers, brings them in, gave them, you know, you know, nickel and dime them on the paydays, always claiming that he needs it for budget for this or that. Didn't give the Sheik what he what he thought he deserved. And I and I even talked to Marathi about it and you know, he said, Well, Sheik did this and Sheik did that and you know, Sheik was a headache. And yeah, you know, some I went through the same thing with the Sheik. But, you know, again, you, you make a deal, a deal's a deal. If I, if I promised to Sheik five hundred bucks, he got five hundred bucks. He didn't get four ninety nine, he got five hundred bucks. You know, so, I mean, that's kind of that's so, the thing. again, you're kind of blasting through it. going to keep you on pace here. You tell Marathi, hey, I'm kind of the Sheik's agent. You know, you kind of screwed him here. What's the conversation like? The reason I want to get more clarity on this is because we're going to eventually go to the second question after this. So, what is the conversation with Marathi? Is it like, hey, man, you know, really, you should pay him a little more money. He did this. I, I what kinda, does Marathi say? I kind of... Listen, dude. I told you these questions were coming. No, no, no. We can't I, I, beat I, I, around no, the bush. No, that be. It's kind of like Marathi made the deal with the Sheik, and I just came along with the Sheik, so it kind of didn't get too involved with it because it's Marathi was the one that called the Sheik. It's just Sheik was Sheik, uh, Sheik was with me in Jersey, and then I had to go to Boston or wherever because that was the next the next appearance after he was done with mine. He had no way of getting up there, so I had to go up there. So that's that's why I was. That's why I was up. So there. then you're you're assuming that the sheik made an agreement with Marathi, and Marathi paid him exactly what was expected. There's, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. But if you go with the sheik, oh, he's, he's doing, he's asking me for this. He didn't, you know, he didn't do that. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Again, I don't clarity. Know, but I don't know. All but the what did the sheik say to you? Did the sheik say, "Hey, uh, he promised me five hundred, and then he had me do four other things that weren't part of the deal, and I need more money. Help me here. Like, what's the he, conversation? I don't, think, I don't think he even said that. It's just the way Marathi did things. It's just like it, it irked him a little bit sometimes. So, and I don't so Marathi would say, "Hey, you got an hour interview. I'm paying you this kind of money." And then before you knew it, it was a two-hour interview, and he's doing signings and everything uh, else. Kinda, yeah. But it's just it's that's kind of. That's how Marathi did things. It just like took advantage a little bit. So we all know you know Tony Atlas. Do you feel you have a close relationship with Tony Atlas? Yeah. So do I, and so does Farrell. Yeah, right? love yeah. Tony. So Tony had a close relationship with Dan Marathi. It's been documented on Marathi's videos that Tony Atlas said, "Hey Dan, thank you. You helped me pay my mortgage," and he was thankful for being able to do these shoot interviews. And then eventually, Tony wasn't happy with the payday and started this hence feud which evolved into the thursday night wars which everybody's aware of there's people on here it's a split 50 50 tony's bullshit dan's bullshit eric sims what do you believe happened and who was at fault here a little bit of this a little bit of a little bit of that i mean it's 
it kind of go it kind of goes both the promo the the promoter wants the most of you the most out of you for the least money he can pay the talent wants to get you know the most he can get the most he can get out of you and do as little work as possible that's kind of how that's kind of how it, ba it balances it out eric so. do you have a moral line that you draw because you know not to bring up you know the dirt from the past but when tony and and Marathi were going at it Marathi had his rel his relatives on to talk shit about him does eric sims have a drawing line in your own mind like okay now we've gone too far or do you just deal with whatever comes your way because it's part I, of the business I, for me personally i just deal as as, as i come well, what did you, you know, think about that, you though, know, when, you, I, know, I, I, when I, you see my, something my, like my, that? My drawing line is, you know, like if, you know, you do something against a kid, mm -hmm. you know, and you're found guilty, mm -hmm. you know, I don't care about the talk or the stuff in the, the news. If you're literally found guilty in a court of law, you know, mm -hmm. I, you know maybe it's not the best thing for me to do to work, you know, work work for my company. You know, right. I, don't need, I don't need the heat. Have you ever rejected a client because you thought to yourself, okay, you've done something where I don't even want to be associated with you? Has anybody come you know, across I get that a with lot you? Of heat. Sometimes, I, 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 I'm not going to name specific names. Okay. But, you know, like if I book a talent and the guy, the guy has a, you know, he's getting a lot of heat uh, uh, for, say, actions that he did, you know, you know, it, it, could, be, it could be a problem. I kind of, you know, unless you're found guilty in a court of law and, and you've done, you know, you know, and you need to be punished for it, you know, I, I don't care. It's business. I'm here to make money. Right. You know, and JB I, says he feels that both of them were trying to get over on each other. Here, here's my but point. But that's kind of, that's, isn't it kind of, isn't it kind of how that is with everybody? Nature of the beast. That's how, that's kind of how it is. I, I honestly... I honestly think Farrow and I have straight business, right? There's no playing around. There's a, there's, this is what we expect. This is what we want. Mm -hmm. This is what you're giving me. You have expectations. Right, and, and that is it. You expect the people to uh, live up to the, their, uh, the expectations. I have, yet, I have yet to really run into anyone that doesn't live up to their expectations. But I will talk about Tony for the example. Me and Tony have built a very close relationship along with Farrow. Um, <clears throat> Tony has never lied to me about anything. Neither has Marty Jannetty, to be honest with you. And neither has Buff Bagwell. Right. Um, right. Neither. You know what? They could keep on and on and on. But I think what Farrow's trying to get with you is you build these relationships. They're your friends. I know there's a business world. But do you think you play Switzerland way too much because it's your business? Bingo. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But is that out of necessity? Yeah, you have to. How hard is that for you? Come on, everybody's it, got a conscience. It's it, got to come it, at some it, point where you say to yourself, it, "What the it, fuck is this business doing it, to me?" It's yeah, yeah. I okay. do. Yeah, but again, unless unless you're raping a raping a kid, murder somebody, you do do something like uh, against humanity, like god awful against humanity. Okay. All right, you we're gonna, we're gonna revisit this again. They're hurting your friends that you built a relationship with. You know your friends aren't really lying to you, but you really don't want to be in the muck. But so, at some point, at so, a certain age, when do you pick a side, so, Eric Sims? You know, so I'll, I'm going to let you answer. I want to give you a few other things. Example, you're in battles with agents that are doing the same thing with you every day. I see it in social media. When do you make a stand with those people, right, who continually attack your brand, right, your lifeline, and, and continue to stay Switzerland? 
Now you can answer the question. So, to, to answer that, that question, you know, as much as I hate it, it's free enterprise in the marketplace. Anybody could do whatever the fuck they, they, they want, you know, within reason. Don't break the law. But, I mean, whatever they want. So, you know, I, I could be booking uh, Wrestler X. Three other people could be booking that Wrestler X, too. Do I like it? No, I fucking hate it. I want everybody By to... By the book. way, the, a mess is saying you really don't want to answer these questions. You know, I don't... I don't... I, I, I hate... You know, I, I fucking... I fucking hate it. But what am I going to do? What am I going to do? No, you can't Answer book, the question. You can't book this guy. Fuck you. <laughs> You know, but I may need that. I may need that aid, the guy who booked that vendor. I may need him for somebody else that I want to get my whole hands on, or I may want to get autographs from another talent that I don't book that he has. So, you know, there's a little give and take there. I got to pick and choose my battles of who I want to do that. You with. are playing NWA 1970s and 80s while your competition is trying or attempting to play WWE. They're trying to isolate, destroy, and destroy. Isolate and destroy while you're trying to play. Hey, you book I, here, I book here. I can't be destroyed. You understand? I'm the OG. <laughs> I could come. I could. I could play. I could come back heavy and hard too. You know. So it, it, I could. I could play the game just as well as anybody else. How well do the agents get along in this business? Do you guys tolerate each other? You fucking hate each other. Or does it depend? I mean, well, what's that, the well? That's a, that's a good question. Um, for the most part, we all kind of get along with okay. each other. Okay. At least now. Interesting. I mean, back then maybe not so much, but now it's okay. it's it's kind of we kind of all network with each other because we kind of whether we like each other or not, we kind of all need each other because everybody has their little niche talents that they that they work with. I'm more of the older, like the '80s, '90s guys. Other people are more of like the current guys. More of the more of the more others are like the recent release people, and everybody has their little people they deal with. Easier so, to break into this business today as a as an upcoming aspiring agent. Anybody or, can break in today. Or back uh, then, it's it's terrible. Anybody can get anybody That's can do it bad, today. Man. Good question. Back That's in back bad. in back in the day, you could you know you had to know somebody. Man. You had to right. Just, it was a whole different world back then. Right. It is way. To, you know, back back in the day, there was only maybe one or two wrestling schools. A few, you know, very right. few. Of course. And you got to know somebody to get you in there. Damn, now, you. every every Tom, Dick, and Harry has a wrestling school. Even people who haven't gone to the WWE, you know, and then the, the legends that, you know, are done and not doing anything anymore, and they open a wrestling school and trying to, you know, stay relevant and try to pass, you know, pass it on. Now mm -hmm. you have kids who've never made it anywhere, and they, so they open their own promotion and have their own wrestling school. But, by the and way, they're, and, they're the, and they're teaching, and they're teaching people, and they're teaching them wrong. We're interactive. JB saying he never heard Dan say one good thing about you. I know he always, he Dan always, always bad mouthed the shit. He always bad mouthed the shit out of me. Why? But, why? Because I was a threat to him. Threat why does anybody any? Why does anybody ever bad mouth anybody? Because you're a threat. When to, Dan, you're a threat to, you're a threat to them. When Dan passed away, did you feel bad? I feel bad when anybody passes away because it's just, you know, I don't wish death on anybody. It was just a freak, freak thing. But, you know, you know, time to move on. Yeah. Fuck him. He's dead. I think I know I'm going to get the answers. <laughs> yeah. but I'm going to name a few people <laughs> and I want. Yeah, fuck, fuck him. He's dead. Fuck him. No use talking about him. He's dead. You know, even on MNP, that's a little, that's a little that brutal. Rough. That's that a little brutal rough. there, Mr. Sims. Oh, I'm going to name some man. promotions. Tell me what you think of that. Go ahead. KNS. KNS. I like, you know, a lot of people talk about Ken and whatever. I, I have a good business relationship. What do you mean? A lot of people talk about Ken, whatever. Well, what, Ken, what, what is Ken, whatever? Ken, Ken, you know, Ken's a very shrewd business. Ken's very shrewd. 
and people take him the wrong way and stuff. But I, I like Ken. You know, Shrewd means what? Clever. Taking he, advantage of? Cunning. Shrewd? He, he, Manipulative? He, yeah, thank you. Good word. Ken wants one. You, you, like, when you go for K&S, you know you're, you know, you're going to be signing a shitload of things. And okay. that's good for them because he's paying for that. So, yeah. you know, you're, you're pay, you're pay, you know, you're signing a lot of stuff you're doing a lot of extra stuff it's you know it's a you're you're giving i feel you know this is my personal opinion but it's just what you're you're giving more than you're getting type of thing but it's that that's just the way this is the way the business trend is with him but you know i do a lot of business with him and we're you know it's just you know right now it's good for me and him it's good we've we've come into we've we got since the pandemic we've come we've come a good relationship you know we you know i go i do the knh uh uh virtuals you know big when, big boss fetty wants to know is hannibal the biggest money mark in the history of the shoot game i don't know how to answer that i mean it's you know anybody that's willing to pay for a, a service you know is, is okay by me some people pay more some people pay less it's just a matter of what you can get from the person, whatever deal you can make. Um, I like Hannibal. You know, I do business with him every so often. You know, I watch his shows. He does. You know, listen. He gets. He interviews people. You know, you guys interview people. It's. You know, it's. You know, it's just another. It's just another avenue. To, it's just an, another avenue to go to. Captain's Corner. Nick's one of my. I love Nick. One of my. You know. Yeah, one of my cool. good buddies. We do a lot of business together. He's. Uh, you know, can't say enough good things about Nick. The two Sorrentino promotions, Richie Sorrentino, and what's the other guy? Jerry Sorrentino. Jerry Sorrentino. Fuck um, off. Fuck off. I, I know you don't like them. I don't have any issues. No, with I them. like Richie Sorrentino. Yeah. I, I don't have issues with either of them. Um, they're both very nice to me. Um, they, you know, we collect, you know, uh, Richie, Richie, you know, helps me out every so often. If I need some autographs done, this or that. Uh, you know, J Jerry again, just very polite when we see each other at which at is the, the one. Which is the one? Jerry, we, Jerry yeah, is you know, the one. You know, yeah, Jerry's Jerry. always very, very nice, very nice to me, and you know, you know, sometimes yeah. he'll help me with some autographs too. You know, but I, I, I don't have, you know, outside of that, you know, how, how you doing? You know, I don't have a deeper relationship with mm -hmm. like Jerry, mm -hmm. or you know, and Richie. You know, you know, again, you know, we we work, we help each other, we're cool with each other, but I don't have a deeper relationship than that. Fair enough. Do you, uh, so you, as far as I know, you built relationships with Wrestling Universe, right? Which is uh, in New York. Is, Jack's time, a good guy. He's yeah. the one that opened one of the first wrestle stores around sure. here. Uh, okay. But you're one of the first guys to open that relationship with him, right? Uh, or did you piggyback around, around, off of I've been somebody around, else? I've been around 30 plus years. Jack's got to be doing it 25 plus years. So it's not many of us, what I call OGs, you know, people that, you know, Prior to 2000, you know, they're still around. But, I mean, is it natural to be jealous, right? Because these other promoters now have find that, that channel into Jack and now they're bringing in their talent. Like, almost exclusively, like, losing no, that no, exclusivity. No, 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 See, you, you, no. Again, free enterprise in the marketplace. Anybody can do anything. It's like, it's good for Jack. Just as long as Jack takes my guys when I have them. Uh, it's okay. I don't care. Who taught you the agent business? Hmm. Because there is somebody, right? Earlier, yeah. 
Like, wouldn't, wouldn't no, a guy I like... Think, I don't think anybody really taught me the agent business. You just picked up information I, I, from I this just, guy, that you know, guy, along the way? You, know, you meet the wrestlers, you get their phone numbers, and you, then you start wanting to do things with them. You meet mm-hmm. them when they come into town, you take them around to the shows. It's all about networking, the car rides, the this. That's the way you learn. Here is the best comment of the day. A mess says, you should get into politics. Talk to people, but tell them nothing. The <laughs> love of awes and ums. You, if you listen to Judge Justin <laughs> Trudeau speak, notice how he always starts out with the awes and ums before talking. Wow. <laughs> President Sims. You know, the jet coach was doing well, again, a lot of awes and ums this again, week. Yeah, he was. He was doing And he should. Ton. Again, diplomacy goes, a, diplomacy goes a long way. And I'm not going I'm not, I'm not to bury Who's somebody. Who's the greatest promoter of all time in wrestling? Vince McMahon, right? The greatest promoter in wrestling is the promoter who makes the most money. Which would be oh, Vince that McMahon. Would be Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon was not very diplomatic, was he? No. No, ruthless. So then why so do you stop say Stop being dip- so diplomatic. That's the Let point. Let them all have it. Let them all have it. Except me. Could, if, I had the mo- <laughs> if I had the money that Vince had... If yeah. I had the clout, yeah, you could let Vince everybody had. have it. If yeah. I had yeah. all the networking that Vince <laughs> had, I, I, could, I could, I would probably do it. If right. I didn't need anybody, right. I, yeah. I could, I could, I could probably say fuck you all. You but go. I need every, but I need everybody, so I can't. I have to, I have to kiss everybody's ass. So Eric, is it fair to say that you really don't like these people? But <laughs> since you're being diplomatic. Them. You, it's a get-along game because you don't want any problems. Eric, you can nod yes and then I, nod, y- uh, nod no. I like certain people more than I like others. Yeah, but it, it is what it is. You're like everybody else then. You like certain I, people more than I you like, like others. I like certain people more than I like others. Eric, you've been doing this for decades. Mike, especially in the last few years, he right. says this all the time that you know he feels wrestling could be dying or it possibly is dying. Makes me very nervous when he says that. But he may have something to that thought. You've been doing this for decades. You've been doing a, a conventions. You've seen wrestling fans pour in for decades to the shows that you've been part of. Is wrestling dying? Are you seeing a decline in attendance? Are you seeing a decline? No, in I think any- I think there's a resurgence. Okay. I think it's. I okay. think it's. I think it's. I just. I, I mean, just, we're in a recession now. Like like every, everything's cyclical. Does so, the convention attendances over the years? Think back during the decades you've done this. Does it reflect like when wrestling was hot in the in late nineties, where, where the convention super insanely hot? Does it does it reflect the attendance of conventions the way wrestling goes? No, it, well, you know, no, as far as popularity here, 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 up and down. Here, here, here's the thing: if you put, if you give a product that people want, people will buy your product. Okay. If you bring, if you bring wrestlers to a convention that people want to see, they will come see them. Right. You understand? Of if course. you put Hulk Hogan at a convention, they will come see well, Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Hogan will always. Draw. If you put Randy Savage when he was alive, but you put Randy Savage at a convention, they will come. Do you think wrestling is making any new? Hulk Hogan's and Randy Savage's though where do you see the future of attendance at wrestling shows going when we're not getting a Hulk Hogan we're not getting a Randy Savage I well, mean well then I'd... they go themed then, then, then they go themes I, Icons of Philly just did, did just did their um, uh, an ECW okay. theme okay in Philly but they can only do it in Philly because right. cause that's the birthplace of, uh, of ECW right. so they had like a bunch of the ECW stars come right. on board right. you know I mean you know the the whole idea of a convention, like they say, you know, they see the legends. Well, you know, okay, it's great when the legends come out, but you know, now now all you know, the minute you have, you're on TV, and even if, like AEW, like if you made the main TV thing great, but you have the the YouTube. 
the YouTube show, the, the Dark, or whatever. You're bringing these little n nobodies out because these promoters don't want to, these vendors only want to pay nickels and dimes to bring these people out. And, you know, if you have YouTube and watch YouTube, you know who they are. Right. But if you don't watch the mainstream TV, you don't have a fucking clue who they are. But, you know, again, everybody, you know, if you have a promo picture or an action figure, <laughs> you're at a fucking convention. So you've got Sinister Minister coming in. So we got... Um, Chris Masters is coming in next. Yeah, we Then know. I got Sinister Minister and Max the Impaler. Were you behind? Wait, 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 I'm sorry. Were you behind this too with this Chris Masters breaking my neck? I, what's, what's up? The Master Lock Challenge. I thought we were friends. Then, what are you I'm doing? I'm going to have him work on his grip strength. Thanks a lot. Thanks I'm a lot. Yeah, it, choke it, on that, that bagel. That, 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 yeah, go that, ahead. That, that grip strength thing. How could you do that, bro? This is terrible. I'm nervous as shit now. In fact, I haven't accepted yet You think you can break out of the Let me put you in a Master Lock. I want to see you could break out of it. No, I'm gonna try. He it is first. not. He will not allow anyone to, until Chris Masters gets in here. The Master Lock Challenge. Anybody that donates goes to St. Jude Children's Hospital. If the Pharaoh can break out of the Master Lock, and if Lock you try challenge. to touch me with that, I've got a fleet of lawyers just like Gene Oakland. So uh, watch that. You've got Jamie Dundee and Wolfie D. Who Wolfie D. We had a full PG-13. They're coming. They back. They will be in here. They're coming. Wait in. a second, Dave. Did a shit you said? Yeah. They're coming in oh, studio, Jesus March 18th. Christ. That's Are right. Are you serious? Look at him smiling. Yeah. You love other people's conflicts. They're, they're licking my chops right yeah. now. He won't answer a fucking question, but he's like, I can't wait till they fuck with you. You are unbelievable. Well, no, it's an interesting Eric. dynamic. It's very smart. I because we get, very, we get along very well with Jamie. Yeah. We don't get along with Wolfie. Yeah, what happened with Wolfie, though, man? He just well, totally well, flipped out. Well, you will find out, and you will and you will make the peace, and you will uh, do what we'll you got to do on, on air. I hope it's you, not a piece you really of my think liver gonna, You think we're going to make the peace? He doesn't make peace. What are you talking well, about? You, you will interview and how, what, what, however it goes. <laughs> however it turns however out. It goes. Oh, God, so I let me ask you all. something. Of oh, all the wrestlers boy. that you've been an agent with, what wrestlers could you not stand? Oh, nice. I was going to ask that. Oh, Lovely. And, and you better well, answer, Robert. I'm going to get fucking heat if I mention names. Oh, you see this? He's doing it again. <laughs> you should run for office. Fucking... He's like, you know? I'm ready for this interview. Ask away. All right. I'll give you one. I'll give, you, I'll give you one. Okay. I had one wrestler. Look, we did business, but I, I, I felt, no disrespect to the person at all, I just felt I didn't connect with him well. I, I usually, My whole thing is trying to connect with people and, you know, build relationships to, for future business and just whatever. Just one person that I, don't, I felt I didn't really connect well with. I'm just not sure why. I can't. Pinpointed, but it was Shelton Benjamin. Shelton I used him Benjamin? one time, and I don't want to get—I don't want—I don't want to get into Benjamin. details. I just—I had him in for a tour. I just felt it didn't, you know, I, we just didn't connect. Okay. And I'll just leave it. I'll just leave it. At, I'll just leave it at that. I'm pretty good with people, and you know, good, better, and different. I'm pretty good, and we did it. We did our business, and you know, everything's fine. But I just like, it, usually in the car ride, you talk to people. I just, I just didn't feel like I had a lot to talk about or you know just a lot to you know did you i like to get to, to know him? people behind the did scenes. you reach out to him for a second booking because eric is usually business first i don't think i've done no wow he really freaked you out no he no, must I, have freaked I, you out I, I, how about how about how about kevin nash from the click this podcast how'd you get along with kevin kevin is very very high intelligence right kevin, we think. kevin nash is kevin, but i could see him being a bit awesome. arrogant you, you know he, he i always deal. had a good relationship with kevin We've always done business. Um, 
he got mad at me back in 2010, 11. Uh, you know, I, we're doing a booking, and like, you know, Kevin, Kevin's a good guy, um, but like, he he was stressing me out over something. I don't, I forgot what it was. He was stressing me out over something, uh, and then after that, after that weekend, I got Bell's palsy. Wow. Yeah, and if you notice in the pictures, like, if you ever look at a picture of me, especially on my Facebook, like, one eye's closed, one eye's open. I, if you look closely, you see it, and my face drooped a little bit. I'm better. I'm better now. Um, I I kind of, I thought it was, you know, if you know Bell's palsy, you know, it, it's a muscle, it's a nervous thing, and nobody knows how it comes. Right. Uh, uh, it could be done by stress. It could be done by, you know, uh, all these misnomers, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, like, I didn't have it before, but I had it a after that one appearance with him. So, because he, he kind of stressed me out so much. And, you know, and I don't want to put the heat on him. You know, we've, we've Kevin and I have spoken about By it. By the way, JB yeah. says the Shelton stuff is probably because of Dan Marotti. Was Dan Marotti close with Shelton Benjamin? Is I have, that why? I, I, you're, just, you're just drilling me with, with Dan Marotti. But no, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not drilling you. People are writing this. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Answer I, the I, question. I can't, I can't, I, you're, not, you're distracting me from Kevin Nash. So <laughs> so you guys are cool now? No, Is that no, the no, 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 no. So, 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 so evidently I had X-Pac for an appearance. And I told X-Pac that I got, you know, the Bell's probably had the problem with Kevin and then that. So he told Kevin this. Oh, boy. Kevin came back to me <laughs> after, with a, you know, because of a potential booking. And, and fucking tormented the fuck out of me before the booking. Where I thought he wasn't going to show up for the booking. So you, could, so you would have another Bell's a disa Palsy a, disa episode. a disaster. And we were supposed to do a convention, the Legends of the Ring convention, Dude. a wrestling show down in Delaware. <laughs> it, it, it got it got so bad. It got so, and I I I went through this already with Kevin, so I I, I knew what was coming because he was talking on the phone and you know you know and you know, and you can't out talk Kevin. Yeah, you know, it's like Enzo. One of these guys is very smart and very, you know, you say anything and he'll just twist everything and you know you can't you can't win. It's one of these guys you can't win. So he, you know, I was you know I had to, I had to deal with the phone thing and I had to worry about him not showing up and this and that. But he showed up. We did business. We barely spoke to each other. But we did we did we did business with each other. We did we did business. Good, no problem. We kind of spoke at the end, and we kind of like we kind of squat, we kind of squashed everything, and then like that was it for a while. And you know, I, I seen him every oh, over up and down, you know, every so often. And it got everything. Once I had my kid in two thousand and fourteen, like everything got washed away. Like newfound respect for me, you know. And you know, and me now when I see Kevin, we're cool. Everything's fine. Do you, so, do you think in this world that the wrestlers have a certain amount of respect for certain? Like, you could see that they have this respect for Oliver. Yeah. Right, Sean Oliver. Yeah. Do you think they have lower respect for like? I'm sorry to say this for someone like you. Like they consider you. Well, well, he, they need us as much as we need them. You understand? Because without people like me. They don't have work on mm. the independent circuit. You understand? Because if their phone is not ringing, whether it's me or another agent or somebody else, I have worked. For, I have worked for you. This is what I need you to do. This is what I'm willing to pay you. If the phone don't ring, they're sitting home, not making a fucking dime. So there's got to be a little respect going both ways. They may not like me or the next guy, but you know, again, if they 
if they need the money, they'll take the money. If they truly, you know, don't like you and have that high moral thing and that, that cutoff line that you're talking about, they say, no, I'm not working for you. Sorry, I'm booked. They'll be polite. They say, sorry, booked. Can't do it. But they'll take someone else's booking. Little Patty says to quote Piper, in the middle of the road is the most dangerous place to work. walk, right? Remember Mr. Miyagi? Yeah. Walk, walk right, right you're safe. Yeah. Walk left, you're safe. Walk middle, no. squish. Yeah, yep. exactly, exactly right. But again, you got to be... You got to be diplomatic in this game. You know, you can't, you know, you can't, you know, you, you don't want to, the idea is to build bridges, not burn them. You, you got to play, you got to you know, play but, but if you're going to burn them, you better blow them the fuck up, you know? Well, I guess my approach is wrong then. What, blowing them the fuck up? <laughs> I love when you blow them the fuck up. Usually I'm behind you like, here's some more dynamite. What are <laughs> you right. talking about, man? So, Sims, I'm going to get you out of here. Jared's got to go home. want to thank everybody Spidey. for joining us. Eric. You've been very candid, actually. These were kind of very tough questions. I put yeah. you in a couple of bad spots. You did great, Eric. No Will matter, you be no teaching your says. beautiful young daughter the agent land? Do you think that's something you want to what? teach her in the future? I want to keep my kid as far away yeah. from the wrestling business as humanly yeah, possible. Yeah, and when do you think it's going to be over for Eric Sims as being an agent and doing this wow. grind? Do you think that you just love it so much you'll just do it until you die? When they, when I die. Wow, dude, you're like the Ric Flair of agents. Look at you. The, 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 the thing is, I can do this until I, until I, until, until, until it's my last day. Awesome. You know, dude. wrestlers awesome. can't get in the ring till their last day. Some of them just don't know that. Right. You know, when the bump card Ooh. is over, the bump card is over. That's right. where they go. That's where they show up doing Monty and the Pharaoh and conventions and and, and uh, autograph sessions at different places and and whatever. You know, but once that bump card is done, the bump card is done. Right. You know, just got to know when your bump card is over. Right. Your bumps that you've taken over the years are not the same as inside the ring. You've had some bumps in this business, I'm sure. But Listen, I've been, doing this 30, I've been doing this 37 years. Yeah. I have been fucked with, fucked on, yep. fucked all over, screwed this, yep. screwed that. But I've also had my share of successes, too. Yep. So it, kind of, it comes with the territory. You yep. take the good, you take the bad. It's the facts of life. I don't normally throw out compliments but Eric you've been great for this show you've been consistent over the Thank years you. you're a man of your word you know you and I wanted to butt heads a couple of times and you know what I think you're an awesome dude oh, you've thank done you. great by us dude thank you I appreciate thank it thank you all right, Farrell, send us on our way. You've been watching Monty and the Farrell. Hell of a day here, Mikey, by the way. Big, big long day. Big, but, long day. You know, day. between Edzo and now Eric, we had, we had a great time. Well, well let's, let's, get the, let's get the plugs before, oh, yeah. He's before we go. Oh, yeah. Cheap Pops brought to you Sorry, by TSS. Take it away. All right. So today, uh, uh, two from 2 to 4, Enzo Amore will be at the Wrestling Universe along with uh, Mr. Anderson and Maddie, Maddie Rankowski. I don't know who she is, but she'll, she'll be there. Uh, we're doing a virtual with T-Mart tonight. So uh, if, you're, if you're a virtual fan, watch, uh, you know, watch the T-Mart for virtuals. I, I'm back on tour. I'm going to set a world record. Breaking news. ESS will set a brand new world fucking record with Chris Masters. We're doing a total of seven appearances in three days, five in one day. Five fucking appearances five? In, one, in one day. Get a, get a load of this. Good Chris five. Masters tours with me February 3rd, to, 3rd to, 3 to 5. February 3rd, we're doing a virtual. That's a Friday night. We're doing a virtual with T-Mart. Saturday, the five days. 8.30 in the morning, we're here with Chris Masters. 11 o'clock. Well, hold on. Stop there. Chris Masters in studio, 60-minute interview, Here we go. and that at the green screen. Chris Masters no. will be doing the Master Lock Challenge with, no, no, with no, no. a pending Pharaoh's acceptance. Listen, I have to get out of here. Let me finish my point. Hold on. What?
Farrell will be right doing the now. Master Lock Challenge, no, if accepted. There's already $500 on the line, and I think another $300 donated to St. Jude's Hospital. Go ahead, Eric. All right, 11, uh, 11 o'clock, 11 to 1, we're at the Wrestling <laughs> Universe. 3 to 5, we're at the Wrestling Collector in uh, Stockholm, New Jersey. 6, o 6 o'clock, SWF Live. Then at 9 o'clock, we got a virtual with Captain's Corner. Then then uh, we go, we rest, and Sunday we travel down to Baltimore for Celeb Fest. I think I'm going to hit the, you know, I, I think I'm going to start drinking after that fucking weekend. You know, but I think Chris the, is going to be what, sick of you at the well, after that listen, weekend. It, it, it's money. Yeah, they fucking love people. Love money. <laughs> Cha -ching. Cha -ching. There you go. You're gonna fucking work your ass off. There you know. When you come for ESS, it's not a one and done. You work. You come in. You fucking work your ass off. You get your payday. We have a good time. You get to you go to fuck home till I see you next time. Anyway, um, Max the Impaler and the Sinister Minister uh, James Mitchell tour with me Sinister March 10th. 10 through 12, and if you haven't seen Max the Impaler, look her up. She is a sight for sore eyes, and she's going to do the big event, the big horror event, and what a fucking horror that's going to be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Monty and the Pharaoh. You sound thrilled. But, <laughs> hey, the big horror event, you know. You know this, I love the big event because there's always good, great crowds there. They're fucking awesome. Those people. Hey, Jared, do you think we could start taking live phone calls in? Do you think we have that capability? Um and then we're, yes. doing, we're doing we do? and wrestling. Yeah. Hold on. I think we could. <laughs> what are you I'm, doing? I'd have to figure it out. All right, I think we got a plan for that in the future. I'd like to have that line live phone call opportunity <laughs> for some fans. to dial in? <laughs> well, you know, I know people have wanted to. Go ahead, finish up so we can get uh, out of here. And I, we're, we're in Albany, New York with them. And then, uh, then, the, week, then the week after, we got PG-13. And somewhere, oh somewhere in May, in the beginning of, beginning of May, uh, we're going to have Val, Venus, and Eugene in here. Yeah. So we'll okay. have that, okay. and maybe one or two others. I don't know yet. I'm, I'm putting the weekend together because we're going to have, most likely, we're going to have two touring units for that May, that first May weekend. Chris, want Chris, wants to, Chris Lee wants to know, will you be bringing the Powers of Pain in? He's a huge Powers of Pain powers fan. Powers Somewhere down the line, I probably will bring the Powers of Pain back in. I love the Powers of Pain. And, and Eric, one last request. Can you do the impossible? Can you find, locate, book, and bring Rick Martell? No. I was I, I not doing any appearance. He's up, in, he's up in Canada. He's not doing What has he just done with the business? All right, whatever. How about Billy Jack Haynes? Return to Where Billy Jack Haynes. Where is Billy Jack? Is he okay? He, he, currently, he's in Oregon. And right? I don't think he wants anything to do with me right now. What? Because uh, uh, Hannibal get, talks to him. What, do you find so, out you're his father or something? Uh, Hannibal like talks to him, and I, I guess he just, <laughs> you know, I asked Hannibal, give him my number. You know, let me have his number. It's like, no, he doesn't want anything to do with you right now. What the fuck? Well, Eric, Eric does remember that Billy Jack did call me personally to bitch about Eric. Thank yeah, but, yeah. but, but, but then, but then, but then he called me and said, "I understand what you're going through with the expenses and the this and the that." And I, you know, I didn't, un I didn't understand. But Is that because I, I talked? I see. I'm a pro Eric Sims guy, huh? What do you think of that? Yeah, thank you, dude. You got to hurry up here. Are Let's you go. doing? Are you doing? You're, you're in a rush, pops. You said you got to be in Queens. Listen. www.essspromotions.com for anything ESS. I do my Facebook live shows every Saturday on Saturday, Saturday morning, Saturday nights. Find me on Facebook. Buy my merchandise. I love you forever. And we'll see you guys next Thursday. Where I haven't had a chance to speak to Farrell, but we had been speaking about it for a couple of months. Okay. I would like the opportunity to have you and your partner. 
Bart Griggs, the, who make the great band Wisteria Hall, okay. be the special guest this Thursday on Monty and the Pharaoh. This Thursday? Uh, okay. I, would, I would see if that's a possibility. Okay. Um, that's a couple different. fans have been asking for it. I've been asking for it. You know okay. how much I love your guys' music. Jared, that would be awesome to have him on the green screen. And I can actually interview Wisteria Hall. What do you think, Jared? Yeah, I'm down. That sounds awesome. All right. Again, not to put you on the spot. If you can't do it, you can't do it. Why I know you guys. Well, it? you guys have a busy schedule. I just don't want to. That's wanna, true too. I don't want to. You want us to just talk or perform? Perform and talk. Oh, jeez. Okay. I mean, that's my right. set. Yeah, behind I'm sure it. we could do it. I'm sure Eric, we can. Uh, consider you a good friend. Thank you, Bart. Huge man. fan. Uh, thank you for what you've done for the wrestling business because you have. Um, and yeah. I hope, yeah. I hope, one day though you will choose an eventual side in this whole world. It may happen. <laughs> When PG 13's in here, you might have to choose between Monty and the Pharaoh and PG 13. Because this interview, I could see this interview starting with choice, this. Yeah. Welcome to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Fuck you, no, fuck you. And then, bam, it's on. on. It's I'll, on. Be the, I'll be in the green room just counting my money. Or crying the woes that I'm losing fucking money that weekend. I don't Screw know. Screw that. You're putting on your Jewish ninja costume and I'm hiding behind your ass as, Crane you, technique. as you defend right. Monty and the Pharaoh. Send us on our way, Pharaoh. You've been watching Monty and the Pharaoh. And until next Thursday, I guess we better start tuning up. Later.